0: Good Company. Honest and transparent conversations between two good mates on an entrepreneurial journey together. Join Lisa Corduff and myself, Carly Nimmo, while we explore what it means to create, grow and keep good company. Life and business is better when you're keeping good company.
1: So I was in New York recently at the fourth of four mastermind retreats. And I was my – we do hot seats, so we get up and share and and ask and people throw ideas at us and their feedback. And my ask was around this online TV show that I am – I have wanted to create, I mean – The very first incarnation of my website had Lisa TV. Now it's had Small Steps TV sitting there. It's the one thing I really want to do, but it's the one thing that I just don't do. But I do show up a lot on video. And I use Facebook Live and Insta Stories and all those sorts of things. And it's all very, very real and raw and uh, relatable. But because I have a background in TV and I've made TV shows before and done a lot of um, production stuff, I I really want to create something that's totally awesome, that I get to use all those different skills. I get to interview cool people. I get to, um, you know, show more stuff on video. It becomes like this weekly thing that rolls out. And I said to them that one of my biggest fears was that, I don't, I don't want it to look too polished because I don't want it to look like, I don't want it to, I don't want to lose my, my audience, like my small steppers, that they, they, my brand is, you know, me authentic with sweat mustaches and kids hanging off me kind of thing. And someone wrote in, on one of the love notes that you get at the end, uh, that, this whole um, up-leveling, going a little bit more pro is something, is a fear that every entrepreneur has. And apparently last year, this guy was in the, in the Mastermind last year as well and he's like, we had about eight hot seats on this last year. I am going to alienate and, you know, lose my audience if I go pro. And I think I've heard Denise Duffield Thomas talk about this too, uh, that at each level, well, she sort of said at each level she was nervous of kind of, you know, getting a bit slicker with her production and all that kind of stuff. But it always, every single time, created more revenue for her so she can really see. But there's still fear around it. I have huge fear around it. And I didn't realise that. That was kind of a universal thing. And then, you know, that was kind of coupled with this whole conversation over there about tall poppy syndrome and how over here in Australia, we don't kind of celebrate, uh, I don't want to say celebrity success in the same way that they maybe do in the US. So we thought we'd jam on that today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we do like to back an underdog, don't we? And then when the underdog becomes the top dog, then we're kind of a little distrustful of that person, maybe. Um, and I mean, we see that and, and it's a legit fear, right? Because we see it. We see, we see people who have been loved by all and then they reach a certain level of fame and success and fortune and, and they, and they cop it a bit.
1: Oh, I think about Sarah Wilson mm. and how, you know, her, I loved her column in the Sydney Morning Herald for years and her little very humble quest to sort her own health issues out and take herself away to a isolated house in Byron and, and how now, and and then, you know, the, the whole quitting sugar thing, it was like, yes, someone is out there, they're reaching so many people with this really important message. But I know health and wellness bloggers who absolutely tear her down now because apparently she's all about the money. And, and then, you know, I actually... What, because you know, can't have
0: change, money and change can't be mutually exclusive?
1: Money and service, service. can't be mutually exclusive you know, this is the thing. She is helping the world on a really big scale. And somehow it just kind of then gets threatening to other people. And I heard people saying things like, oh, of course, she's released a book on anxiety because anxiety is the big thing right now. Like capitalizing. What? I know. And these are people who I really did not expect that kind of comment from. And it's, it's because success is triggering to people, you know, success. It, it's, Other people doing well just doesn't sit comfortably with some people. And no one wants to be hung out to dry like that. I certainly don't want to be a lightning rod for criticism. No, thank you. So what do we do? Yeah,
0: that's hard. That is a hard question to answer. You're really fucked if you do and you're fucked
1: if you don't. So you might as well do. This is, this is the conclusion that I've come to, <laughs> is that my, my job is to do my job to the best of my ability and to not be afraid. And, you know, you think... You
0: know what? I just had, I just had a thought, right? Like I feel like the reason most people are triggered by other people's success is because they don't feel like a success themselves.
1: Or they think that there's glory in the struggle. And there is a certain element of that. But get stuck anywhere and you're going to be in trouble. Like life is motion. And I feel like when people are stuck and they can't see their own way out of that, it's just so easy to hate on other people. Like it's just the easiest thing. We're humans. So we just judge. And we try to make ourselves feel better in the process. But it, it mm. means that there's humans on the other side of that mm. judgment. And because of social media, you're, it's so easy to just throw it out there. And people do love sharing when they're in that space. You know, you see it all the time. Even someone like Constance Hall. Is oh, my got, God. Got, <sighs> I just saw, like,
0: yes, yes. I just saw, a ho- like, a, almost a Constance bashing thread about how, you know, she, her book is poorly written. Oh, because apparently somebody who edited her book is coming after her for the royalties that she didn't pay, or I don't know the full story and I don't really care to because it's not my business. Um, but, but the, the level of criticism she receives for just being herself is shocking, you know, and and everybody has to comment
1: on it. And you know what? Before she had a top-selling book, before she had a clothes range, before she was making money from it, they loved her because she was just keeping it real and raw and... You know, there's there's nothing threatening about that,
0: and you know what, Constance still is. You know, she everything that she does is in in is in full integrity with the way that she wants to live. So, so her and and I think this is the thing, right? Like, it is okay for us to want to stay in that space, and and we can still have a huge level of success. She's proven by having the ugly selfies continually mm. having a book that hasn't been highly produced or over edited um we and and not going on 10 million podcasts to spread your message and not relying on a huge email list like there are there are as many ways to do business as there are people mm-hmm. so for our, like yes we can we can have success regardless of whether we polish our turd or not Mm, um Mm. but and regardless of the way you do it so so whether or not that becomes a highly slick process and professional photos and this and that or it doesn't um where you you cannot avoid the criticism anyway Mm. you you can't win in yeah. terms of that, you know, like it, it, it really doesn't matter whether your TV show is you with the iPhone in the, in the laundry and the kids and all that stuff, or whether it's you highly produced, lots of makeup, cameras, lights. Um, once you reach a certain level of success, then there are going to be people criticizing you regardless of the path that you took.
1: Mm. Oh, definitely. Definitely, and I think there was a quote that I read the other day: "If you're making everybody happy, you're doing something wrong." Totally. And it's more—it's probably that you're not being you. So, Lisa, the chronic people pleaser, is getting more confident or sure about what it is I want to say, and getting cool with the fact that that's not going to be something that some people want to hear. You know, but even right now, you know, the the uh, breakfast challenge is open for enrollment I'm running just a five-day breakfast challenge and people get a shopping list and people like, oh, I've seen bacon is on the shopping list and, you know, ba- bacon is a type one carcinogen or whatever. And other people like oats is food for horses and everyone's got an opinion <laughs> and- yes. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so tiresome having to
0: cater to everybody at all times.
1: And I just don't. So there was this big, huge thread going on um, where people were just trying to say this is in, this is out or, you know, read this article, it proves this and there's you can prove anything you want with food. and. I just chimed in and said, guys, uh, just letting you know, if you want hardcore food stuff, uh, there's other people who can supply that to you. I'm really about helping people just get back to basics because for a lot of us we just need a place to start. Uh, And the fact is that I've interviewed hundreds of people over the last few years and I would say most of them and experts on food included were talking about the role of stress in terms of health. And you're gonna get too stressed about something, it doesn't matter what you're eating. You know, that stuff is more toxic for your body than, you know, a hit through drive through every now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah. and a lot of people liked it. And and this is the thing. I'm just this is who I am. This is what I stand for. I'm not going to pick apart and and I'm gonna absolutely direct you to some of the best articles that I've found on topics like bacon. I'll show you the type of bacon that I buy, but let's not like I'm not I'm not let's the person not demonize who kicks this apart.
0: food. You yeah, know. or
1: just uh, like there are people out there doing amazing stuff, really bringing it down to nutritional profiles in absolutely everything. They want that information, and I want to serve a community of people who are like don't want to get too panicked about this, but know that change is required. I'd like to hang with a crew who are on my wavelength. Full stop, not going to cater to that hardcore food crowd a- anymore. Um, I'm not part of it. I don't aspire to live my life like that. Um, it, when I was doing it, it was causing me stress. And so I know that when I come out <laughs> and when I launch this TV show, there's going to be people who, who don't vibe with it. There's going to be criticism of it. There's probably going to be people who are like, oh, look at Lisa, you know?
0: Yes. So the thing is, right, this is the whole thing. Oh my God. So it's, it's not even, it's not even about any of the things. It's not about you reaching a certain level of followers or fame or fortune or whatever. It's about you, as, as you go through that, this is why Sarah receives such high levels of criticism. It's why Constance receives such high level cri- of criticism. And it's probably why when you launch the TV show, you may lose some people Bleh. because it's not, it's not about the photos. It's not about the high level of production. It's about you owning the message that you have. Mm. Owning the fact that you cannot please everyone, and so mm. this is the way you're going to do it, because mm. I feel like we all go through that process, right? Like we go mm. through the process of finding our voice, we go through the process of figuring out what we stand for, and then and who
1: and who we want to and serve. who we want
0: to serve and as we as we get more and more um, more and more aligned with that and more and more standing in that power. That is the thing that triggers that triggers people. Mm. It's not how much you spent on your website. It's not how but fancy his- your website is. It's that you have something that you are okay to say and stand by a hundred percent, whether it pisses people off or not.
1: And I think I've always been really gentle in my approach to that, and I and it is a soft approach. Um, like small my message is who I am. You know it is taking small steps. It is forgiveness of yourself. It's all those things. But you're right. i I think the people who aren't standing for something in their in their own business are the ones who are mm-hmm. who cannot get traction online, who are just ghosts on social media because unless people have something to love you for or hate you for, You're not going to make an impact. People need to relate to the thing that you stand for. Every good brand stands for something and it's something that I always talk about. I remember, you know, running Keeping Video Real and doing, you know, um, coaching and all that sort of stuff. I'd always be saying like, well, what do you stand for? Oh, mum's having, um, feeding their family well or um, everyone having access to yoga classes. It's not enough like you, there's got to be something deeper that people can respond to, re, have a reaction to. And, you know, you do dig a little deeper and there's always something. But we're just too afraid to say it because it's going to probably polarise. So yeah. maybe it is less about the level of success and more about the message.
0: Yeah, and more about your, yeah. You, the confidence
1: to stand in yes, it. Yes, yes. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Because if you do look at someone like Constance Hall, she doesn't have this, the super slick website. She doesn't, she has some professional photos and stuff for sure, but she does nothing that doesn't align with her message. Mm. So, and, you know, for me in the process of writing my book, I've, I've struggled with this, which is why I think it's taken so fucking long because my message is, like you are okay exactly as you are. Like you don't have to fit in the boxes. You don't have to, you don't have to go and have the, you know, I'm, I'm like the, the opposite of the things that, that, that you've been saying about the slickness and the, and that. Like it's also okay just to have selfies. It's like you are going to, I saw a, um, someone in Dan's mastermind wrote the other day that he really wanted to do some videos because It's what he should be doing in his marketing, you know, and whatever. But he just didn't really want to do them. And was that okay? And I was like, look, mate, it's your fucking business. You can run it any way that you want. If you don't want to show up in video, don't show up in video, but don't not show up in video just because you're afraid of the way that mm. you're going to be perceived by people. Don't mm. not show up in video because you haven't got the right lights. Don't not show up on video because you you haven't had a makeup artist do your face. Like he probably hasn't. But he, but he was actually like, well, I look so tired on camera. And it's like it's not about what you look like. Mm. It's no, about what, what you say. Mm. So whether or not you have the slick website, the highly produced show, the professional photos, the this, the that, the whatever, it's not as important as you being super connected to your message and not being afraid to offend people with that. Mm,
1: mm. It's the people pleasing that fucks us all over. I know, it just really does. But do you know what it also is? I feel like uh, there's also something in the, well, who am I Mm -hmm. if I have thousands of people watching a weekly TV show that I produce. Like what does that mean for who I am and who I have to step up and be? And I feel like sometimes that going a little bit more pro, like I remember the the time I got my first.
0: Yes, um, I know. I wrote that down. First yeah,
1: photo when shoot. I got my first <laughs> photo shoot. Oh, my God. I still actually feel inside what I felt like on that day. Who am I that a makeup artist and hairdresser is coming over to my house and a, a professional photographer is going to be taking photos of me? Who am I to be that person? This isn't who I am. I'm just a barefoot, sweaty, never-do-my-hair mum and if i didn't give myself a chance to do that to just get the damn photos done i would never have set myself up on a path to then get them done the next time and be way more sure about what it is that i wanted then you know which will lead to the next time and i'm sinking more and more but the fear that that horrible fear of who, who am I? Like this is shifting my identity right here. This is not comfortable for me. And so it's not only how other people will perceive me, but who I am to have these things happening. And that's really big.
0: Yeah, and again, based in fear. Just like the person who doesn't want to show up on video because they're afraid of how they're going to be seen, the fear of your identity shifting and then the ripple effect of what that means,
1: that's all based in fear. And even, you know, thinking back to the episode about uh, how our business impacts other people and finding a crew and all that sort mm-hmm. of thing. It's also within our entrepreneurial space, when things get like successful, when you're not in the struggle anymore when when you're finding momentum when things are actually getting easier when people are approaching you to come on things or whatever that's actually that can be upsetting because you're also then taking yourself beyond where your current network of uh friends and um what's the word I'm looking for well like, I guess the network that you've got in that space. Yeah. They might still be at that space of the struggle. You know, we're all there. It just depends on how long we're there for. And, you know, I mean, the struggles never end, but do you know what I mean? Let's that. They just change. The cash flow. Yeah, Yeah. The real, the basic, like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I don't know how to do this, this stuff. And then it's alienating for the people who you depend on, who've gotten you through. And because it's, It's like, okay, well, shivers. I've just gone to this next stage. Things are getting easier for me or I can invest in this. They still can't. What does this mean for them? makes me feel really uncomfortable. Uh, You know, the whole thing is just one big shit fight with ourselves and with what we're comfortable, like the level at which we're comfortable to grow
0: to. Yeah, and I think the question is then what... What would you do if if you didn't have the fear? Like what would you do if you weren't worried about alienating people? What would you do if you weren't afraid of their judgment? What would you do if you knew that whatever you did would just land in exactly the way that it was meant to? Like we would act in very different places, right? So you would absolutely go and get that TV show done with the cameras and the crew, and all that shit, right? You would absolutely do that if the fear wasn't there. Me, I would finish my book, and I wouldn't go and get it heavily edited and get a, you know, and do all that stuff because it would be coming from a place that I am enough, and that's how my reality looks when I'm coming from a place of I am enough. It looks like shitty, purposeful, shitty selfies. Purposefully bad light in a video. Because my role, my message is, here's permission for you to do it whatever way you want to do. Look, look at me with the shitty light. Mm. And my background is also, I studied film and TV. I know how to position myself. I know I've got the lights. I don't turn them on because it's not part of my message. Mm. So again, it all kind of ties back into together, right? Like, what is it that, what is it that you stand for? Stand in that. Stand in that and bloody own whatever it is. And, and allow then it act from that place. A- allow it to change. Absolutely.
1: Right. That's what I. That's what I feel like I've struggled with a bit is uh, is allowing what I stand for to evolve as I evolve, and not confusing people in the process, which I think I've probably done. Uh, but it's it is just a bit messy when it is kind of a, a personal brand but I'm not going to stick around with a message or just talking about just one thing when it doesn't vibe with me anymore. Absolutely. When it's not the thing that I stand for, you know, and I've seen for me my message has been about let's just make this as simple as possible to eat basic food. But now I'm like, oh, my God, I can make it as simple as possible, but you're still not going to do it because you still hate yourself. And you still think that you're failing at life and your life is still so cluttered with the bajillion things that you've got on your plate that don't actually matter, that are stopping you living the life, eating the food that you want to eat. We have to have that conversation. It's just, I just see it. I can just see it so clearly. Like that is the conversation that I want to be having. Eating good food comes as a secondary to to that stuff. So I just, I had to allow myself to go there. Even if people weren't ready for that message, even if people who just want the food are like, what the fuck? Just tell me what to eat. I'm still going to have to talk to them about the other stuff.
0: And you will attract the people who need to hear that.
1: And I am cool with that being who, like, whatever number it is. You know, I really just genuinely am. And...
0: Yeah, and and I I think that's really important to say too, right? Like so often we do base our version of success on like kind of like external metrics like the 40,000 Facebook followers or the list of rah, 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 rah. But what if you got really honest about what it actually means to you? Mm. Because, you know, for me, I, I have struggled with the, wanting to serve, you know, wanting to be famous and rich and all that kind of jazz. And then really getting okay with, well, if that never happened, would I be okay? Would I be okay serving 10 people instead of 10,000? Yeah, because it doesn't really fucking matter anyway. (laughs) Mm, mm, mm. So I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to place limits on myself and the amount of people that I'm going to reach because my message isn't defined, my message worthiness, my worthiness is not defined by the amount of people I reach rather than my success as a human being is based on the fact that when I look in the mirror at night, I like the person looking back at me. Mm. And from there, the lid is blown off. It can be whatever I want it to be. And I think if there's anything, if, there, if there's any takeaway from this, it's a simple question that, I used to ask myself all the time and that is what would I do now if I truly believed I was enough? Mm. You would make the TV show.
1: Or what would I do if I was working from a place where I knew my next step was going to be outrageously successful beyond my wildest dreams? What would I do? And that just brings up the fact that, oh, my God, I don't actually believe or... Well then, who am I to be, in order to really step into this in a really big way? And yeah, like it's but it's the same. It's worthiness, belief that something is possible and that you deserve something. You know, they're the things that do stop us. And I remember when I was asked, you know, if you if there's if money is just staying consistent, if income is just staying consistent, is there deserving issue but do you believe that you deserve to earn more income or do you not or do you perhaps not believe it's possible for you and it's like oh my god i see it's probably possible because it's possible for everyone else so that means maybe that there's something within me that needs to work on this whole being able to receive and it's also receiving like it's so uncomfortable when people are like oh my gosh lisa you know you know this membership or whatever it is, it's really changed my life. Like you've changed the way, and it's like, oh my god, I don't even know what to do with that. You know, deflect, deflect, deflect. But if we're going to be able to step into what we stand for, serve people, no matter like it's about once like quality, not quantity. You when you do did that retreat for those ten women, they they went back different, and. And so it doesn't matter how many people we're serving. It depends the level at which we're serving them and the impact that we're having in their lives. I'm totally going off on a tangent here and don't really know where I'm taking it. Um, (laughs) But I think somehow we've landed in in these very, very big questions that will always come up every single time we want to take a new step. And for some people that's even just, starting a Facebook page or doing their first Facebook Live or getting those professional photos done. Yes. You know, it's a And this is the whole thing, right? Like it's like leveling small
0: up. steps. Small steps. So you've done that thing and then, the step, and then the next step 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 and then the next step. And then you get to the point where, you know, like at each step there's something to kind of bust through.
1: Yeah so fucking frustrating
0: that, that is the case. Uh, I know. <laughs> it is so frustrating. Um, and and I, I don't know if I subscribe to the idea that that, that will never be the case because that, that is the point of life is learning and growth and, you know.
1: Um, but... In those moments I just think of Oprah and I think Oprah's still learning. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Words. We all are. We all are. Yeah. And so, yeah, can't even remember what I was saying either.
1: Do you know last night um, Nick said to his brother something about how you can't skip steps? Mm. I was like, oh, who's been saying that recently? Oh, me. You are listening. But it's true. And that's why I'm a big believer in taking action, completely imperfect action, because, you know, whether this TV show ends up being just a money sucker and no one watches it, I will still have given it a shot.
0: You will know, you know, you will know. And and it's better to know than not to know in these kind of things you'll you'll never know if you never give it a go and so it's like whether that is pressing go on your facebook page whether it is uh doing your first facebook live i do feel like you each time you bust through one of those it becomes a little bit easier
1: mm or oh, you can just see the next thing, yeah. And right if you don't bust through it, then you're going to be stuck there. Yeah. So just might as well bust and, through. Yeah. And of, you know, in a in a mastermind of people who are doing really well in their in their businesses, to hear that this is something that every single person goes through. There's a point at which they're like, I've got to play a new game, and I've got to go there. And I'm worried. I'm worried that it's going to be confronting for my audience, my community, my tribe. And they just take a deep breath and they they jump. And I think we can all take something from that no matter where we are on our journey. Just take a little bit of action, believe, know that you're worthy of having a crack and that there is absolutely no guaranteed outcome to any of this except for your own personal growth when you choose to move through a fear. Yeah. Or and big time, resistant. exactly. Like, sometimes it's not going
0: resistant. to work. Sometimes no. it's not going to work. Sometimes we'll fork out ten grand and go and you know have some photos taken, and it makes zero difference. Yeah. But you're never going
1: to know. Experiment, play, imperfect action. Keep it fun, even although right now we're like, oh man, that feels that that's felt like a bit of a ranty episode. It feels, yeah, it felt like a very. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um, anyway sometimes you've got to sometimes you just got to be ranty you know because there's a lot to rant about there is a lot to rant about and i think like it, it all comes back to just being really connected to who you are where you want to go regardless of what 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 other people think about that
1: yep
0: amen but stay true to you the end Thanks for sticking around. See you next Monday. Remember to subscribe and keep good company.